Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening to today's episode of Tree Talk. It's episode 216 with myself, Jack Neville, and Matt Callan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. Busy weekend of action to look back on, and we have more games coming this weekend. We also have the, the start of the Sigerson we had last night. Fitzgibbon Cup starts um, tomorrow night. We have Arts in action, ladies football, hurling and football. So there's plenty to get through over the course of an hour, so stay tuned for all that and more. The pressure in the game, you get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? He's just about kept in. Oh, well, wow. it's Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tommaso Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second out there from the war court today. No more about it. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact that that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? We have a couple of injuries. Here comes Kieran Curry. Curry leads it to the charge of the left. Forty-five minutes out. He's a chance to score. He's put it in. He's put it in. There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. <laughs> Again, we're recording Rock on Live. We're, we're starting early of a Wednesday morning. Matt, how are you keeping? Are you? I'm good, Jack, and it's 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 rather white outside here in Genru, but um the sky is clear and I'd be hopeful that a thaw would set in pretty quickly and get rid of it, you know. Yeah, I think it's warmer at this hour than it was yesterday morning. I was up for a walk yesterday, it was very, very cold. This morning wasn't too bad, but um, I suppose we got good news. I'm not sure was it late last night or this morning. I only saw it this morning. Um, another refereeing appointment for Limerick. That's Eamon Stapleton and Johnny Murphy getting big gigs at the weekend. And I suppose we we always give um, well not we as such, but the general public give the referees a lot of criticism. But we've just a really high standard refereeing in Limerick, and I think goes to show with, with those two appointments. Well, Jack, it just bears out what we have been saying very often in this in this particular cast, in that that um, that um, we're blessed in Limerick with the with the the quality of referees that we have. We have we have we have a core of referees there who are absolutely, in my view, outstanding, and um, that that has been borne out already this year when we see Johnny Murphy getting the All Ireland Senior Clubs final, and congratulations to Johnny and the best to look himself and his team on Sunday. It's, it's nothing more than he deserves. And then the news yesterday evening or last night that Eamon Stapleton is to take charge of the Munster Senior Hurling League. But, Jackie, if you look at it, and it might have slipped under the radar during during the um, during the pre-season campaigns, um, Limerick, Limerick referees are very much in demand, which yeah. bears out what we are saying about the high standard of refereeing that's in this county. John O'Halloran refereed the Waterford Tipperary Munster Senior Hurling League game. And this is Eamon Stapleton's second game in the league because he already handled the Clare Tipperary game. Now, Dunico Callahan handled the big Cork Kerry showdown in, in, in the McGrath Cup. And, and we had Timmy McGrath making his, 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 his inter-county debut when he handled the Tipperary Waterford McGrath Cup game. And... Um, you know, it's all testament to, to 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 the quality of the men that that we have in this county that 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 go out and you know 
did we need, did we did we need to be told about their quality, Jack? We saw it in spades last year, and um, with the amount of games that we had in Limerick, some of these men doing five and six games a week, just simply, simply phenomenal. Great work being done in the promotion of referees by Mike Sexton and Patsy Coffey. And um, full credit to every one of the referees, the referee corps in Limerick. They're, they're absolutely magnificent. And the best of luck to Johnny and Eamon in their big tasks on Sunday. And I have no doubt they'll both rise to the occasion with flying colours. Yeah, I, I was in UL last week for the Arctic Cup quarterfinal, and I don't think there was a referee there, but Eamon Stapleton came to the rescue. He definitely wasn't supposed to be reffing, but he came in and did a job, and Patsy Coffey was there. He did one of the jumper jobs. So I think it's just important to highlight the good work referees do because we're we're very quick to, to highlight when something goes wrong, as we saw in Crow Park in the the Fossa game at the weekend. That's when just kind of got out of control, and I suppose it's no real fault of the ref to an extent, but... Yeah, it's good to see Limerick men in the centre of the field because, as we always say, there'll be no games without the referees. But um, we will move on to a game we had at the weekend. And I suppose... Jack, we, 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 we should, you know, as GA people in this county, we are absolutely blessed with the men that are taking charge of our games, our domestic games. Yeah. Absolutely oh. blessed. And you know my position on it. I, I, I will not hear um, of criticism directed towards referees and... Um, and um, because I, I've never yet seen a referee go out to do a bad job. No, and they're they're doing it for for the betterment of the game and and to provide the opportunity for games to be played. Because you know, without the refs, there is no game. But we'll move on to a game that we had at the weekend, and I suppose it was historic in many ways in Crow Park on Saturday evening, as Monaline got over the line uh, against Turin in the All Ireland Intermediate um, Hurling Final. They joined Black Rock and the Pearshick as the only Limerick teams to win a club All Ireland. And I say get over the line because, you know, they were put to the pin of their collar by Turin. It's fair to say the Mayo side started very well. They got the first four scores, you know, all the talk that, you know, they wouldn't be a walkover because they were from Mayo was very true because they did give as good as they got and probably Monaline's hardest test of the year, but to be fair to Owen Brisland's side, they got the job done. They got over the line and now, you know, they're forever etched in history, but First and foremost, it was a brilliant game, Matt and Grobar. Oh, yeah, but first and foremost, congratulations, Hatties, congratulations to Mona Lee. They, they absolutely deserve it, Jack. And what a transformation for the club who, who were 12 months earlier, you know, wallowing in 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 in, in um, having been relegated from seeing it and what a response. Um, but of course, it it, it it it's a complete new Mona Lee this year, and I don't mean new personnel-wise. Um, there's a new resilience and there's a new mental strength about Marlene this year. And I, I, I think it came to the fore and twice. Um, you know, I, I would argue, Jack, that the most difficult um, uh, intermediate championship in this country to win is the Limerick Premier Intermediate Championship. Yeah, in Madison, it's dog eat dog. Seven games. You saw a situation, um, and we highlighted it here in this program, Jack, where we were going into the final round, and we had six of the eight teams in with a shot of making the last four. Just simply incredible. Um, it, it'll give you an idea of the level of competition. Um, so Monlean won a great Limerick Championship, and after that, you know, um, I, I, I think the Monlean story really took off, Jack. In, in, in the in the county semi-final 
um, because they were really tested against Effin. They had given Effin a bit of a drubbing the, the week before, and they were on a hiding to nothing. And um, uh, Effin really, really put it up to them. Now, the, the, the previous week, it was a confluence, I'd say, of, of Mona Lean playing exceptionally well and uh, Effin playing exceptionally poor. So we, we saw... Um, uh, we more or less saw more of the real effort in the semi-final, but from that day on, you know, um, I I thought Monadeen became a really really important force. Um, we saw it in the county final, Jack. They stepped up, and above all, Jack, they stepped up against Dora Bearfield. Um, like the, the the challenge was really put down to them against Dora Bearfield when when Dora Bearfield took the lead twice inside the last ten minutes. And, you know, we've said it umpteen times here in this program about the the, the, the quality of the Marco Dwyer goal. Oh, yeah. But, but from that point on, Monoline were never in danger. And then we had to win over Ross Bray and Braham. It's <clears throat> So, like, I would have been very disappointed hadn't Monoline won the game on, on Sunday, um, on Saturday, rather. Um, I, I, I thought it was an excellent game and... and <clears throat> but it was nothing more than we expected from Turin, of course. Like we seem to forget that Turin, um, you could say, oh, look, they only beat the Ulster champions in in the, in the semi final in the All Ireland semi final. But um, then after winning three in a row in Connacht, now the 2020 wasn't if you discount 2020, but they they won 2019, 2021, and 2022. But in each of those finals, Jack, they beat Galway opposition. Oh, yeah, they're a good you team, know? all right, in fairness. Um, it, 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 it's not too long ago since, um, you know, Ormore Marie won the, won, won the All-Ireland Intermediate uh, intermediate Clubs Championship. So that gives you an idea. So, um, you know, I was worried in the first half, I would have to say, especially when they raced into a four-point lead. But I was saying to myself, right, um, <clears throat> this is an early flush of enthusiasm that's going to fizzle out and Monoline will eventually, you know, get control of the game. And I suppose to a certain degree that was that was um, what happened. But I'd say Monoline had to work much, much harder than we would have expected to get the win. But again, Jack, that resilience and mental strength which they have cultivated this year came to their rescue on the big day. And... Um, they dominated the second half, Jack, without really putting Tory in a way. But like, um, really, for the last twenty minutes, you, you you could only see the result going one way. Now, full credit to Tory, and and you know it, it's Monlean, I suppose we should be talking about. But like, they threw the kitchen sink at it. They brought huge work rate, huge intensity into the game, and Jack maintained it for most of the sixty odd minutes, which 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 was incredible. Now it, it it served up for a great final, you know, for those present and for and and and, and for the neutrals, but um, you know, uh, full credit to Monaly. You know, I I would honestly say, and we've been saying there for the last couple of outings that Monaly have been involved in that there have there has been measurable improvement, game on game, and I would say again we saw a, a step up in the level of Monaly's performance and uh, and. Um, the way they dug it out, happiest congratulations to Monlean. Great day for the club. Um, you know, great day for Limerick. It, it, it fills a little void that was in the role of honour in that a Limerick club had never won the, the Intermediate Clubs Championship. We had won the senior, we had won the junior, 
and now we've got the full hand. And, um, you know, thanks to him. Um, you know, thanks to a, a fantastic season by, by, by Mona Lean. Um, I, I would honestly say at, at the start of the year, um, they would have taken an immediate return to senior. Um, championship, uh, senior championship for 2023 has been a success. But, you know, <coughs> after that, their, their, their campaign really, really took legs. And um, it's a lovely ring to it. Monolene, County, Munster and All-Ireland champions 2022-2023. Yeah, and it gives them huge momentum going into the twenty three calendar. You know that they are all Ireland champions when they start their their senior campaign because that senior B is fairly cutthroat as we've seen in the last few years. So you know, great confidence boost for them. Um, to well, just... absolutely. In terms of confidence and preparation for senior Jack, this this is just simply phenomenal. Like they they they're going to hit the ground running when the senior championship. Senior B Championship comes around. They they're really going to hit it running, and um, they're going to add a huge dimension to a to a, a competition that that you know that we that we have been saying is going to be mouthwatering with the with the likes of the Bally Browns of this world and the South Liberties who were beaten in the county semi final, and you have you have the emerging Mungut St Pauls, you've Gallus Balan, you know, and now throw into the mix Monadine. Absolutely, it's you know it's it's just. It's just going to be fantastic to look forward to, Jack. Yeah, and of no. course, Adair are in the mix as well, aren't they? Yeah, there's so many, there's so many good teams in it. But we had talked about last week about certain players that you know might make their mark for Limerick, and we will get onto the the seven we saw at the weekend. But I suppose Marco Dwyer is one that you know has been heralded throughout the the campaign. He's likely to go into the squad. He was, you know, to the fore. He's some brilliant points in the second half when needed. And Donegal Dalig is another one, I think, that really put his hand up um, on Saturday evening. Five points from play. I think they all came in the second half, but four of them definitely came, you know, in the closing stages. And he's another one for the future. And obviously the four and the 20s we'll see with uh, Darren Mullins aside. But there's a, a nice crew coming there from Monlean that we will see in the Green of Limerick in the coming years. Ah, yeah, we're, 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 we're going to see we're going to see the four lads, the four, you know. Uh, Brian Kenny, um, Ronan Lyons, um, Joseph Fitzgerald, who I thought had a fantastic game in Croke Park, uh, Lachlan McHale. We're going, we're going to see those with the, the Limerick on the 20s, but certainly Marco Dwyer put up his hand. Lachlan Lyons has been putting up his hand all year for a return to the to, to the squad. And Donico Dali, uh, absolutely, um, uh, he, he's he's coming off of an absolutely fantastic year with his club now. <coughs> he played in the All Ireland final also with Limerick. We must remember that in the All Ireland under twenty final. Yeah. So, like, um, why are we surprised? Because we 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 know we know the level that that that, that Donegal Dali can reach, and it's a very very high standard. And certainly he's certainly put himself in the shop window for a call up to the senior squad. Um, um, with his performance in Croke Park, Jack, but not just his performance in Croke Park. If you look back through the games, he has been very, very, very consistent throughout the year. Very, very, very consistent. So we're, we're, we're definitely going to see um, Monlean players making a contribution in the green in the coming years. And I'm talking about 2023, 2024, because we, we're going to have... Um, some some of those players will have of the younger players are going to have two years at under twenty. Um 
<coughs> so um yeah, yeah they're gonna one one lean will contribute to the senior team. No, I was just I was wondering to see you know what you made of those players because we did see some debutants at the weekend and you know we'll move on from Onlean. A hearty's congrats no, congratulations. Before we, move on, Jack, we, we have to mention we have to mention Andrew Latouche Cosgrave. Because yeah. um the the, the 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 injury that he's had to cope with um uh, to to make a recovery in itself and come back is phenomenal. But to come back in the shape and with the type of performances that he has and the contribution that he has made to the to the Mona Lean story in, in is is absolutely phenomenal. He created <coughs> a goal out of nothing against Russ Bray, um, scored a goal against Bray Emmets. And I'm not just talking about the, the, the goal scoring, uh, you know, I'm talking about his overall contribution. It's absolutely fantastic to see him back. And, um, you know, it, it, it'll only get better for Andrew, you know. Yeah, um, there's probably a call into Limerick, back at Limerick on the cards. And it was nice to see Andrew up there with his teammates because he would have been part of all those Limerick teams that came through in 13 and 14 and... Obviously, he's seen his teammates to go on and win a trainer of all Ireland titles yeah. since he was gone from the panel. But I think winning a club one is that bit more special, and, and he's kind of way and done that now. So, yeah, look, um, you're... We, we, we didn't mention um, Ed Dyle, who's really reinvented this year. Yeah, um, no, you, you, it, could go, you could it, go through the whole team. Um, you, you could know. go, uh, you could go through him from one to fifteen. But Ed um, is is just an ideal target man, and has has been phenomenal all year. Has been absolutely fantastic all year. Yeah, I think for Monlin, a key thing for them is um, they've had standouts in in different games throughout the year. You know, you've had players come to the fore, and I think it was Danica Dalig in, in the final. But there's been other players, and then Power got a goal in the final and the semi final. So you know, they've 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 had um, they've had really important interventions from a number of different places throughout the year. But oh, yeah, congratulations that, to Monlin. Simon Griffin, a fine point. You know. Um, yeah, Jamie no. Porter, absolutely the epitome of consistency. Jamie yeah. Powell. <coughs> You're going to go through the have... whole team now, so I'm going to I'm going to stop you there now because we, we could spend the whole time going through the team, but we will see these lads in don't, action. Don't, don't forget Luke Luke Murphy, who's made the transition from football to hurling very satisfactorily. I know, as I said, look, we go through the whole team, but we, we just don't have the time to do that. But congratulations to Monlean. I hope they're still enjoying the celebrations. I saw Ed Doyle is keeping us updated on Twitter as to, to what Monlean are doing during the week. So we'll probably get a photo or a video during the day. And why wouldn't they celebrate winning All-Ireland? So big congratulations to Monlean. Sticking with Hurling, um, we had the Limerick Hurlers were in action at the weekend. Their first outing of the year after a holiday. Narrowly lost uh, 116 to 20 points to Cork, Blow and Parky Rin. It kind of makes the, the Kerry game at Dead Rubber. That game has been switched to this Sunday at 1 o'clock. In Austin Stark Park, Charlie. Um, on the game itself for uh, a Munster Hurling League game, you know, it was pretty exciting. The standard definitely wasn't anywhere near championship standard, but you know, for both teams to to be coming back into back into cold after Christmas, it, it was a good solid game to to wet the appetite for the coming year. It was Jack, but um, you're right um, in your in your analysis there and saying that it wasn't championship standard. Um, I, I I thought it was quite um, um, it was very very low key in the first half, and I suppose the closeness of the exchanges was 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 what 
Um, but I, I, I thought in the second half that, that um, um, both counties um, considerably upped the intensity. And um, for, the, for the first game of the year, and, and particularly Limerick back 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 from the from the team holiday, I think John Cody ha, ha, has quite a lot to be pleased about, and uh, no, nothing more so than the performance of, of some of the new players um, that, that that were seen in the green for the first at senior level for the first time. I'm talking about the like of Fergal O'Connor, um, who I thought was particularly excellent in in in, in the first half and. Um, I thought Mark Quinlan, Kieran Barry did 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 their jobs very well. Aidan O'Connor showed signs that you know that uh, he has a future at, at at senior level. But I I I suppose of the newcomers that stole the show, and um, it's probably no surprise to us, um, Shane O'Brien, um, uh, Jack. I I I thought was really 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 showed that. He, he is ready and he, he, he is fit um, to make a quick transition from underage to senior hurling. Um, we were quite satisfied about it in the um, in the Limerick Championship this year when he really hit the ground running on it. Now, he suffered an injury against Doon in the group stages and I think it probably inhibited him a bit for the remainder of the championship. But on Sunday, he looked to be... 100% fit again and certainly put up his hand and um, I've made the point in this 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 cast way back Jack when we were talking about who might make the, the, the panel um, I, I, I could see Shane O'Brien from way back not just making the panel but you know pushing pushing for a place in the squad and possibly on the team and I, I, I think he noticed some more of that last Sunday you know um, we had Connor O'Grady coming off the bench. It was nice to see Connor <coughs> getting a run in the senior hurling team. Has been a stalwart with um, uh, Hospital Helberstown and and with UL won a Fitzgibbon Cup medal with UL last year. And um, uh, like he came off the bench and scored. Good to see Jimmy Quilty, um, our 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 monster winning captain last year. Um, Get, get, getting a start like they, they're, 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 there's a whole raft and myriad of, 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 of positives out there and of course um, John Kiley used the game as well to give very very valuable time to French players um, you know and um, they, they, they will benefit from it as well now it's probably disappointing it, it is disappointing Jack that they lost yeah. um, but um when you take all things into account, just back from the holiday, um, it, you know it, it was a good performance. But it it, it renders um, the game with with um, Kerry at the weekend uh, to being a dead rubber. Now, yeah, that's an awful uh, thing. But, but of course, board, board board counties will 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 have a focus on on the forthcoming national hurling league, mm. and. Um, like that, there's there are going to be places up up for grabs for starting places in the National Hurling League, and there's going to be competition um, in Limerick. So we'll 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 probably see a raft of young players getting the um get, get, getting um you know getting game time. Some probably getting starts. Maybe the likely Jimmy Quilty getting a start. Um, you know maybe Conor O'Grady getting a start. 
Um, we, we we just don't know what way John Kiley will approach it. Um, but he may be slightly disappointed, you know, that he, he wouldn't have the opportunity of playing playing Tipperary in the final. It would have been a very, very good warm-up for the league. Yeah, it would have been it would have been nice to, to play Tipperary in in the in the league final. That's if you got over over Kerry. But I suppose it just takes on a different um meaning, Kerry. There's less pressure on players if you want to bed in more. I suppose the three lads that came off the bench could start now. The four that made their debuts could, could be retained without any added pressure. The Fitzgibbon is kicking off this week, so you're gonna lose those kind of players. I'm not sure if anyone that plays Fitz was playing at the weekend off the top of my head, but we won't have the likes of Adam English, Colin O'Neill, Colin Coughlin, those boys. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what John does this weekend. We'll still tune in to see Limerick. There's no, there's no fear of that. But it is disappointing that um, you know, it, it won't, it, it won't be for anything really. We did get some good news afterwards from John, though, that a, a certain two-time hurler of the year um, is. I think John Kiley used the word "complete" when referring to his recovery. So. We'll have Keane Lynch back sooner rather than later. And, you know, that's a really positive thing for Limerick coming into the league because... Is, is, is it possible that he'll get a run in, in Tralee? I see, like, I know, I know physio or anything, but I wouldn't imagine the, the ground as it is at the moment would be ideal for a hamstring yeah, or ankle not, issue. Yeah. So I think maybe Cork or even later rounds in the league. But, you know, for a team that, that won a three in a row without the best hurler in Ireland... You know, it's um, it's a real boost for Limerick when when they kind of need one. You know, just an added incentive as to as to go for that four in a row and join a really illustrious crew of I think it's just Cork and Kenny that have won it. I think Tip have won three in a row as well. But um, really positive to hear good news on Mike Casey as well that he had to only, he had to do a minor procedure right. But the way John was talking, it looks like we'll have Mike towards the end of the league if not for the start championship. Conversely, then, Dermot Burns is away on, on a well-earned break. Um, I think he's travelling around Dubai, but John assured us that he'll be back soon enough. So, some, I think it's safe to say we'll have the, the, the key frontline players um, back sooner rather than later. And, and on Mike and, and Keen, it's really positive news. Actually, look, it was fantastic news, absolutely fantastic news. That um, And as you said, Jack, to complete <coughs> three in a row without a player of the calibre, you mean to me the greatest toddler of all time, um, Keen Lynch and um and, and and Peter Casey. It was just simply phenomenal. But um he, it's fantastic news that Keen is back um and that he is he's put his rehabilitation and and he is he's he's re returned to fitness, whether of course a return to match fitness is another thing. And um but certainly, it, it, it would. It, I think John Kylie indicated clearly that we're going to see Keane Lynch back in a green jersey sooner rather than later. Yeah, and that's always that's always going to be a positive of, of the day, um, regardless of I suppose the result is disappointing. But in the grand grand scheme of things, it was good to see those lads run out. For what it's worth, I just thought Fergal O'Connor was one of the best players on the field. You mentioned him there, and I've been a big admirer of Fergal. So to see him make that step up, he was brilliant, as was Shane O'Brien, and Rich English was. Outstanding as well, and so well, outstanding. Yeah. But I suppose so, the, 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 you, you know the, 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 Richie English is the best example as to why Limerick have won three in a row. If you have a player of that caliber that can nail down a place in the side, it must yeah. be a very very good side. Oh, 100 percent. You know, and simple as with you know, Mike Casey. With Mike Casey, 
injured, you know, there is there's definitely a place there in the squad or in the starting lineup for Richie. But you know, you've serious options come behind you in in, in Sean Finn and, and Barry Nash and Mike Casey and Dan Morrissey can obviously play there as well. So it's it's a formidable looking squad as usual. It keeps it looks like it's getting stronger every year. I think it's fair to say. But um, we'll move on to to the football. Um, we spent an, eleven minutes there to hurling. We have a McGrath Cup final to look forward to. So while the hurlers couldn't quite get the job done to, to get within reach of a Munster Hurling League final and retain their crown, the footballers will be in a McGrath Cup final this Friday night at half seven in Mallow. So that's changed for anyone that was thinking they'd be going to McGrath Cup final this Wednesday evening. It'll be Limerick versus Cork, um, a repeat of 2020 um, before we get into the game itself. Limerick qualified by virtue of that draw against Tipperary. Real difficult conditions in Feathered. It looked like hailstones at one stage. I was watching live on the stream. Um, looked like hailstones. Tipperary got a really late goal. It looked like it would propel them through. But Killian Fahey is a man for, for all weather and all occasions. And he stepped up with a crucial score. And it's becoming an arm now to see Killian go up the field and, and score from midfield. But... First and foremost, it's good for Limerick to be to be back in a final because, you know, they're going to be playing Cork in the league later on this year. So a good chance to test them early, early on in the in the year. Yeah, Jack, with, with the return of, of normality to the National League and um, where, by, where, you know, Division 2 now is going to be a marathon, seven games rather than um, two groups of four has been here to four due to the pandemic over the last couple of years. Um, it's hugely important, I think, for Ray Dempsey, especially a new manager coming in and getting to know his players and his players getting to know him and what he wants, um, that they have that extra game um, and um, a McGrath Cup final and the possibility of, 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 of raising early season silverware. If, if you recall in 2020, Jack, um, winning the beating Cork um was it 20 points to 16? Yeah, was. In, in in the McGrath Cup in the Gaelic grounds in Limerick was was the catalyst of of Limerick driving on to where they are today in division in, in division two. And I, I, I'm sure that, that Red MC um you know couldn't possibly have got enough of game time because um certainly the the the, the, the configuration of the fixtures in division two ha haven't been very kind to Limerick. Um, a new team coming up, handed a trip to Derry in the opening round and um, playing host to Dublin in round two. Um, it's not a very easy start. So a lot of the boxes would want to be ticked before it. And the, 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 the only way <coughs> that he can get an opportunity to, to see what his strongest 15 is, is to see him in game situations. And now the, the Waterford game... Um, you know, it it was a bit one-sided. Well, particularly in the second half, Waterford made it made a, a match of it in the first half. But uh, they 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 will have learned considerably, Jack, um, from from the game against Tipperary, because it was nip and tuck right through basically. Now Limerick appeared at one stage to 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 be in control. Tipperary came back. <coughs> Limerick appeared to be on their way to be seeing out the game. Um, when they were hit by that goal and um which looked to be putting Tipperary through and um as you rightly said um but 
you know, I think Limerick showed great resilience um, uh, to, to come back and particularly uh, come at the hour, come at the man, you know, um, Killian Fahey, who has, you know, been one of the stalwarts of, 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 of Limerick's progression from the lower depths of Division 4 to the heady heights of Division 2. And um, a very, very important score, which gives them gives them like an extra game. And I, I, I think they, they will travel to Mallow um, with, with no little confidence, Jack, because I, I recall in 2020 going into the McGrath Cup final, Limerick footballers were written off when it was oh, yeah. Kerry, and and we 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 tend to, to flippantly um, dismiss the so-called four-weeker counties when they come up against the Cocker Kerry, um, but um, I I I think Limerick are going to going to Mallow on Saturday with him uh, on Friday evening, sorry, um, with, 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 with with decent chance with decent chance of success now. Um, uh, Red MC used um, the the, um, the 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 McGrath Cup. I, I think there's five new players he introduced to senior football. Was it Jack? We yeah. with Cahal Downs who hit the ground running with two goals against Waterford. We with Jack Ryan of from Colourhead Broadford, hadn't we? With Brian Barry of Mungret St Pauls, Ruan um, and Ono as well. So yeah, five. Ono yeah, from yeah, uh, was that? No, I I think that's it. And you were breaking up there just as you went through. But you mentioned one of them there, and one has definitely hit the ground, and and that's been Cahill Downs. And you know we're no stranger to Cahill from his exploits with the underage hurling setups. But from seeing him up close and personal for KP in the football, you know there was no doubting he'd make that step up. But I I didn't think it'd be this quick to be honest. But he looks like one that. Is going to be starting the league anyway, and it's his position to lose that he'll probably be starting come championship if definitely if he continues in, in this vein of form. And for Limerick, it's important to find new players, as it is for Harland, when you go up through the grades, that there's new players and new faces making their mark, and you know, it putting pressure on players. And Kyle is very adept to play it anywhere across the the front eight positions, we'll say from midfield right into full forward line. And you know, it's a, it's a good bonus to have this early in the year to find someone like that. Oh, absolutely, and he has used um, um, Red Imsey has used some of the stalwarts <coughs> sparingly so far, the likes of Ian Corbett and possibly Donald O'Sullivan, which is not a bad thing. Yeah, um, because um, <clears throat> they have been such key players, <clears throat> um, and with such big tests coming up, you know, we'll need we to have seen, them. In, in, we haven't seen Dara Tracy at all. Hugh Burke is, is, is coming back from injury. He's another one. So there are frontline yeah. players to come back yet, but to have these players hit the ground running like that, you know, is definitely a boost for Ray um, this early on in the year. Absolutely, absolutely. And, um, uh, you know, he will be absolutely delighted um, because no, no doubt um, when he was when he came in, when he was doing his planning, um, obviously... Foremost in his mind would have been the trip to Derry. Let's face it. Yeah. But the big question was how would he get a very good preseason into him? Uh, in, and I, I honestly think that the preseason has worked out exactly the way he would have wanted it. That 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 he has he has got you know three he'd have got three games um, in the month of January, which would be fantastic. Now Waterford are a bit down on their luck at the moment. 
Um, Tipperary, what a step up in Waterford. Cork are going to be a step up again in Tipperary. It's ideal preparation um, going into which to Derry, which will be a step up again. So, um, you know, yeah. it's, it, it, it's, it's, um, uh, it, it has worked out very, very well. And um, uh, Limerick um, have, have used the, the McGrath Cup judiciously um, to find themselves in the position that they are in now at the moment where they're facing into a final on Friday evening. Ideal preparation for going to Derry a week later. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> it's it's double-edged as well. In you know, a win would give you huge confidence going into that Derry game, and and a loss probably wouldn't change much going into Derry. But when Limerick meet Cork again in later on in the year, that they'd have that edge over them. Like, bar that McGrath Cup win in 2020, uh, would you go back as far as 2003 to the last time Limerick beat Cork? You, you would. You go back. back. You'll be good. That was in the Munster Championship down in Cork. You 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 go back a long way. You know, so wins over Cork are few and far between. So it'll be you know. That, that, really that's the, that's the point I'm making, Jack, and that's the yeah. point I was making about um. We, we, we you know there, there's there's a kind of um there's a narrative out there that you know when 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 one of the four so-called weaker counties meet Cork or Kerry, that's kaput. That's the end of it. You know, but <coughs> thankfully that's not the case. <clears throat> Tipperary struck a blow for that in 19, in 2020. Limerick did it first in the McGrath Cup when they beat Cork in the final, and Tipperary followed it up by beating Cork in the Munster final. So, you, you, you know, so-called weaker counties, the gap is closing, Jack. Now, all right, you could say last year's Munster final would have shown um, that there is still a chasm, um, but certainly I think it was a day of which Limerick probably didn't do themselves justice. No, and Kerry were on a mission as well. And look, their mission was to win All Ireland, and they went out and did it. And to be fair, they're they're a step ahead. There's no doubt in that. Dublin are the same, and it's probably then a little group of Galway, Derry, Mayo, them kind of teams. Armagh, but you'll be hoping Limerick can get up to where you know Cork are at the moment. Clare, those teams, Roscommon on the fringes, and they'll have to in Division Two with all those teams to come. But good start oh, yeah, so far. Like it's it's fantastic. We're we're focusing on Derry and we have we're focusing on Dublin, but but, but we have the, the Meads and the Kildares of this world as well. We're rubbing shoulders with them, Jack. Um, like I put it to you five years ago, Jack, when Limerick were down in the depths, picked up three points in the whole Division Four campaign from a, 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 um, from a draw with London and Ryslip and. A, and a fortuitous win over Waterford in Martins and Martinstown. The sum total of their league um, was three points from seven games. Yeah, Jack, we've come a long, long way with two promotions, um, two promotions, um, a McGrath Cup win, uh, a Munster final appearance. Um, it's a, it's a fair transformation, Jack. Oh, it is, and and, and long may that continue. And the best look to the Limerick side against Cork in the McGrath Cup final. This Friday night at half seven. This Sunday, we have the kickoff for the ladies' football as the little national leagues um, begin. Limerick are in Kilkenny. Now, the last time I checked, there was no confirmation on the venue or time. You may be able to update I do. It's, 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 it's in a place called Dunmore. Okay. T-U-N-M-O-R-E. The training centre in Dunmore, Jack. Okay. At two o'clock, I'd imagine, is it? At two o'clock, yes. Okay, so the the Graham Shine he's seen begin Graham Shine his team begin their season in Dunmore at two o'clock this Sunday against Kilkenny. Obviously, don't know much about the opposition, but we'll focus on the the Limerick side. 
Uh, Graham named a 36-player panel last week. A um, couple of new faces, a couple of key players absent for injuries and retirees and, and, and such that happens. But there there has been a building in Limerick football over over the last few years. Um, you know, obviously Wundell Ireland in 2018 were relegated the following year and have reached semi-finals and championship, reached the league final last year. Um that you'll be just looking to go one step further this year. Um, and I know going out to win a league is difficult to, to say outright, but Limerick will have Kilkenny, Wicklow, Leitrim, and then Derry to round off their campaign. And they'll then play whoever comes through from 4A. But last year will show that, that Limerick are probably too good for Division 4 and that they definitely have the quality to get out of it. Yeah. Um, first of all, talking about the fixtures, Jack. Um... <coughs> When the fixture list came out, um, it, it was shown that, that Limerick were away in all four games. Mm. That has since been amended when it was discovered that when um, Limerick and Leitrim last met, Leitrim tra- uh, Limerick travelled to Leitrim. So um, uh, Leitrim will be visiting Limerick. So it's three away games and one home game, the home game against, against Leitrim, who... Um, uh, but uh, Graham Shine, uh, I was talking with Graham Shine in the week, and uh, he, he made a very good point to me about. Um, he, he was he was just talking about we were reflecting on on twenty twenty two and his first year in charge, and he was he was lamenting the fact that um, that the two less than uh, impressive performances of his side, you know, came on two very very important days and cost them dearly. In the league final against Offaly and in in the um, All Ireland semi final against Fermanagh, and you know he made the point that it wasn't actually a, a, a full, we'll say, bad performance in uh, in the game. It was a part bad performance that they got ba- badly punished for, and of course it will be something <coughs> he will be focused on. Now he he will have to prepare without a number of of players who would be frontline players. Who, who will not be involved this year, Christine Reedy, Sarah O'Sullivan, for various reasons, Moraine Kavanagh, uh, Katrina Davis, and of course the, the unfortunate um, uh, Rebecca Delee, who, who, is, who is recovering from, from injury, and we, we wish Rebecca the very, very best in, 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 in her recovery. But he has still named it a 36-strong squad. And um, now there will, be, there will be a number of players for... That are not available for uh, for the trip to um, the trip to Kilkenny. Katie uh, Mee isn't available. Alva Quaid isn't available. Cam O'Leary isn't available. Um, Roisin Brady isn't available. Um, uh, but they, they they will all be back for 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 hopefully for the next game after that. Um, but uh, Sunday's trip to Kilkenny is a is a trip into the unknown, Jack, but for the simple reason that. Kilkenny have not been in an, involved in adult ladies' football competition since 2019. Yeah. And they took a decision back in December or in November um, that they would re-enter adult competition. Now, that, um, despite they not being involved in, in adult competition for the last couple of years, there's been a lot of good work going on at underage level in Kilkenny, Jack. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, they, they've raised a few eyebrows with some of the results that they've got. And uh, of course, they got a further boost at the at the end of last year, towards the end of last year, when Muckley, their um, 
reached the the, the Leinster um, ladies junior clubs football final. So, like the, 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 there's there's um there's a lot of positives um surrounding um the return of 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 Kilkenny's ladies football team to 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 adult competition, but. Um, it's a one that it's the opening game of the league, Jack, and um, it's it's one where Limerick would want to tread cautiously. Now it it it'll be a new look Limerick team that will be announced later in the week, um, and we're we're looking forward to seeing what the lineup will be. Um, they they they're boosted, of course, by the, the return of Andrea Sullivan, um, who missed um all of twenty twenty two. She she's she's. She's back in the fold after being abroad, so um, that that will that will be a major boost. Um, but it's it's it, it's a tricky opener, Jack, and um, like you cannot underestimate or understate the importance of getting a first round win. Yeah. It's a very very competitive group. You you must remember Wicklow have only come down from Division Three; they're an intermediate side. <coughs> Leitrim have been there or thereabouts. Trip to Derry, never easy. So it it, it, it there's there's going to be nothing easy, and it, it 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 will be very very important because Kilkenny will be fired up with enthusiasm, Jack, and um, to high heavens with on 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 their opening day back. They will want to make a mark, and um, uh, it's it's a question of hopefully Limerick will respond and find a response to it, and 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 find the answers to it. Yeah, as you said, I think it's it's the key is just to get that that first round win, um, and they will be favourites for the game. And some teams like being favourites, other teams don't like being favourites. I think this Limerick team, they're they're a, they're a confident bunch. There's a lot of exciting young talent coming through, so um, you definitely be hoping for that first round win just to to get them off to a good footing. But as you said, that game is Sunday at two o'clock in Dunmore. The best look to to Graham Shine and his team. Um, Moving on into the college's action, and we had UL um, were playing the second round of the Sigerson last night. They were cruising halfway through 1-9 to 1-3, but um, kind of a third, fourth quarter onslaught from TU Dublin. Got them ahead late on. UL leveled with four, the last four scores. The game eventually went to penalties, and UL were beaten, and I think it was a big upset um, for TUD to be beaten, the team that got the final last year. UL aren't out. But uh, they'll be playing um, one of the winners of the losers round, as, as I like to call it. As I explained to you briefly, there's there was eight teams won their first round games, eight teams lost. Um, then you have the losers play each other, the winners play each other. The losers of the losers round are eliminated, and the winners of the losers round play the losers of the winners round, and the winners of the winners round go into the quarterfinal. But that's that's all conjecture. Um, John Hayes came on. I yeah, yeah, Jack, are, are you in a contest for for tongue twister of the year? Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm just explaining because look, we don't know who UL are going to play, in, so we, we can't preview next week's game. It was definitely shock. We were definitely probably thinking they were in the quarterfinal and one nine to one three. You would have thought they were home and hose, but TUD rallied strong. John Hayes came on and kicked the point. One of the the last four to, to level the game. I don't think he got the leveler, but he got one of the points. The bottom level, but UL will be in action again next week. We're not sure who they'll play. It was the only game that went ahead last night owing to weather conditions. But we have spoke about the Sigerson um before. So if you don't mind, we might just move on to, to the Fitzgibbon Cup, which kicks off this evening with a with a share of games. Now look, they they might fall foul of, of the weather, but um we've three Limerick sides 
in the Fitzgibbon Cup, um, as we always do when we've won an action tonight and won tomorrow. We start tonight with uh, Mary I versus um, Carlo IT or SCTU Carlo, as they're now known. There's 18 Limerick players um, involved overall. There's only one in tonight's game. That's uh, Jason Galan. Mary, I got to the league final. They're always there, thereabouts. Um, generally have a, a strong Limerick representation. They have a, a certain first year in, in Shane O'Brien, I'm sure they'd love to have. But uh, you're not allowed to play the first years in this. But Mary, I, you know, they have they have a difficult group. They, they generally always seem to get a difficult group. They have um, Carlo IT and DCU, who are always a, a decent team. So it'll be tough for Mary I tonight, I think. Yeah, trip to Carlo, of course, is, is tough at, at, at any time, Jack. And um, <coughs> of course, they've been champions twice in recent years in 2016 and 2017, I think. I think, Jack, if I'm right, back to back. 16, 17, yeah, that was it. Now, Richie English was, was captain, I think. Um, was he captain in 2016? Yeah, himself and Hannon, I think, were joint captains. Yeah, and Hannon, yeah. 16. I don't know. Was it Keen Lynch was captain the year after? Or maybe it was Ronan Maher. They they've had, they had an exceptional team, but they had a lot of Limerick representation. They had yeah. Dean and Aaron from Patrick Swell. They had Declan Hannon, obviously. They did a few more, like so. But yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's it, it's it's going to be a tricky a, a, a tricky assignment. Um, it, it it's going to be it's going to be you know they got to the league final, but it's going to be similar um to what we see at into county level. The difference between league and championship, um. The Fitzgibbon Cup, Jack, is the real business. Oh yeah, it, it's 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 the real deal, and um, you know what happens in the league will count for very little. I think it's going to be a very very tricky one for for um, Mary I tonight, and I, I think they will do well to come out of it because there'll be a strong representation of of Kilkenny, Waterford, and Wexford players on that um, Carlo team. I was looking at their um, I was looking at their um, uh, their team list that panel and that there, there are no names that that hit out at you but um um in 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 the Mary Eye side apart from Jason Gillan you've Colin O'Brien of Cork from Liscall and um you have um you're Shane Meehan up there you know uh, there are names that stick out so um Dermot Ryan is always exceptional for Mary anytime I've seen yeah. him. He's just been brilliant. So they do have players. They got the league final. They were beaten by a UL side that rested a lot of players. I think that's just, um, uh, you know, that's just a worry for them down the line. But if they can run a momentum, you know, there does seem to be great camaraderie in, in Mary I every year. But if you, if you don't mind, we'll just skip on to UL briefly. They're out tomorrow. They're in Galway to play ATU Galway, which I think is what we would have called GMIT and the next week too Midwest will start the campaign against UL out in UL but um, UL you know they are the reigning champions they're probably favourites in many people's eyes in my eyes certainly oh yeah should check they're, they're favorite. red hot favourites there's uh, look, look at the contingent of, 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 of players that they have um, from Limerick alone like if you see Adam English Cahill O'Neill Colin Coughlin Matt Quinlan Rory Duff you know and um is that a guarantee that all five will even get into the starting team? Mikey Kiley is there from last year, who who was the hero in the final. You have, you have Mark Brian Rogers, O'Mara. Patrick Cratty from Clare. You know, it's a stellar outfit. Oh, they're, the they're is, a phenomenal team. Like um, I saw that league final and they had none of those Limerick lads and there's no guarantee they'll get into the starting team. And 
if you can afford to leave those lads out, you know, that's how strong your team is. As I said, they beat Mary I with a relatively second string side. They just such a powerful outfit. Like in the squads that were announced, there was no Aidan O'Connor or Ethan Hurley in them. Now that could be up to the players themselves. But again, if you can leave out the us caliber of players. Oh, uh, Patrick Donovan. Yeah, like, you know, I, I'm sure some of those might have said they wanted to focus on something different. There could be injuries. You don't know, but they're probably a team that won't miss players like that too much. I'm really excited to see the likes of Kyle O'Neill, um, Adam English, Colin Coughlin at this level, because I think it's fair to say that Fitzgibbon is probably the closest you will get to Intercounty Championship. I think it's probably more, it's probably a better standard in the league in, in a lot of games. So it will be exciting to see how, um, you will get on as the reigning champions. It's always nice. Yes, to see. I, I think Jack, your point is very, very, very valid. Certainly, when you come down to the quarterfinal stage of the Fitzgibbon Cup, it's a very, very, very high standard. A really, really high standard. Yeah, I'll just run through the the Limerick players that were named. Now, these are provisional squads that were named in December. I heard somewhere that you can make as many as ten changes, so we mightn't see all these, and we might have more Limerick lads to come in. But uh, two Midwest have six. Um, Cahill Downs from KP. Now, again, will he be seen or not? I don't know. He could have. He'll obviously have his Limerick um, Limerick commitments with the football. Then you have Kevin Morrissey from Ahan, Marcus Hogan from uh, Napierstrick, Michal Ryan, Maru Bohor, Sean Long, Napierstrick, and Sean Barry. The Lion Palace Kennery, they're all in twos. In UL, you have Adam English, Cahill O'Neill, Colin Coughlin, Mark Quinlan, and Rory Duff, as you mentioned. UCC have four in Jerome Boylan, who won the competition, I think, in 2020 alongside his brother Connor. Um, you have Eddie Stokes from Dune, and then the two from Mahan, Padraig Hartnett, and Ronan Fox. And then you've one each from Mary I, SCTU Waterford, and Maynooth. Jason Glenn is in Mary I. Lachlan McHale, who's now an All Ireland winner with Mon Lean, is in Maynooth. And Barry Hennessy is in Waterford IT. And don't, there's, there's experience um, for a third level competition that. You know, could drive Watford a, a long way in this competition. Yeah, ab 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 absolutely. But um, um, looking there at the, the the four lads that are with UCC, um, they, they you, you will say I'm being a bit parochial now when I'm coming back to UCC. But um, I, I I was looking through the UCC squad, Jack, um. And it is very, very, very strong. Apart if you take Jerome Byron, Patrick Hartnett, Eddie Stokes, and Ronan Fox, Eddie Irlet Daly of Waterford. And there are up to nine players that have played seeing a holding with Cork in the last two years in the panel. You're looking at Conor Cahillan, Cormac O'Brien, Rob Downey, Jack O'Connor, Ethan Toomey, Dara Connery, um, Shane Barrett, Jermil Rick, Owen Roach. And throw into the mix Dara Flynn, who got was it 10 or 12 points. Um, for for um, for Cork in the Munster Under 20 final in 2021, and who won an an All Ireland Junior Medal with Bally Gibbon last Sunday. So they they are going to be very very strong, and it will be interesting to see um, how many the Limerick Four will get into the team now. Um, Jerome Jerome Boylan featured on the team and started in the um, Michael O'Brien Cup, which is an annual game between UCC and and um, and um, and Cork, which is played in the Dyke, uh, Mad Dyke, um, every January. It's actually pre-season. So, yeah. look, um, there, there are a lot, a lot of Limerick representation around the colleges. Be nice to see. It would be nice to see Lachlan McHale getting his game with with with, with Minute College. 
Yeah, just the thing for Lachlan is he probably won't have been seen up there for, um, you know, while one leaner competition. He's probably has the celebrations this week. But, you know, he's he's good enough, definitely, to be playing Fitzgibbon Cup. You mentioned UCC4. I'd, um, I think Jerome will probably start anyway. I'd love to see um, Eddie Stokes get a run because I just think he's a brilliant wing forward. He just does everything that you'd want from wing forward. But, you know, all those fixtures... Um, are on the the GA website. If you just um forward slash higher education forward slash fixtures, there'll be a preview on the website. So um as always, Jack, it's always... They're, they're, li- they're likely maybe to be thrown into a certain amount of disarray already um with the, with the weather conditions that are prevailing today and are forecast to prevail for tomorrow. Yeah look <laughs> this this, this cold snap this cold snap is to be with us until until Friday I think. Yeah, it, it's definitely a lot brighter outside now, but we'll we'll wait and see for those. Yeah, games. It, it's 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 brighter here, but after a shower of snow, as if we hadn't enough of it, you know. Yeah, we'll look at the remains we've seen. Just keep an eye on the social media channels, and they'll let you know if those games. If you have, if you're planning on traveling to any of those, this Saturday is a huge game for Irish Gullerish. They're in a Hearty Cup semi final. It seems kind of annually that you have a, a Hearty Cup semi final. Look forward to. With Art Um last Wednesday they got through Our Ladies Temple Moor in UL hard fought game. They eventually kind of pulled away, uh, one twenty two to one twenty two to one seventeen in UL. Um, a nice bit of Limerick representation. John O'Keefe from the Pearson cornerback got up and got a point. Mikey Gavin in midfield got a point. Finton Fitzgerald from Mungret was top scorer. He got ten points. Four of those came from play. And Shane Gleeson was amongst the scorers. Keen Scully was centre-back and was brilliant as well. But they play Cashel Community School side this Saturday. I'm not sure if the venue is agreed on yet. but It's it's uh, it's, it's Kilmallock at 12.30, Jack. Kilmallock at 12.30. There. I had heard it was Kilmallock, all right. Um, but they played they played in a, in a cracking first round. It was on in... Where was it? Capamore. That was it. It was first time ever in Capamore. Uh, brilliant game. They stole it at Keen Scully within the sideline, and Shane Gleeson from there got on the end of it. But Cashel came through Cork um, or CBC, who have been you know there thereabouts for the last few years. So they'll you know, and they played already and only lost by two points. So it'll be a fascinating game. You well are the All Ireland champions, but aren't the Munster champions? Um, you know, so it'll be a really fascinating game this Saturday in Kilmallock, Matt. Ah yes, look, it's it's it, 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 it's one of those games, and it's it's at <coughs> it's at that stage of the competition, like the semi-final, and it's it's crucial because um, not only does a semi-final win give you a place in the final, but it also gives you a place in the All Ireland quarter-final. Yeah, um, which is um, which is a huge, huge prize. Now, obviously, it was a fantastic game in Capamore, and it was that late goal by the Shane Gleeson that that actually that actually clinched it um, for um, for Arts Gallery. So it sets it all up very, very nicely. Um, there are four very, very strong teams left in in the competition at the moment. Jack, you have you have the semi final between um, uh, Castle Community School and Arts School, as we said, and then on the other side, you have Middleton CBS and Tuttle CBS. So there's there's going to be a fascinating a fascinating conclusion to the to um, uh, to, to this year's Hearty Cup, and um, I I think um, uh, whilst there isn't a great carryover from the All Ireland winning team, about three or four players, I think isn't that correct? Yeah, um, Keen, Keen Scully, um, 
Mikey um, Gavin is stretched as Sean well. McMahon, I think. Yeah, there's there's a couple floating around. I think Mark uh, O'Brien was in the squad there's, as well. There's, there's a couple anyway. Um, but um, Art Skull will be a very, very formidable force. It'll be a question of Jack. Um, which one of the sides has learned the most <coughs> from the previous meeting? Yeah. And the, from what I've seen anyway, you all have a really good team, but um, Cashel have an exceptional midfielder. He was number eight today. I saw him. I can't think of his name now, but um, it's definitely worth getting out to Kilmallock if, if the weather holds up to see it. Because, you know, there's some stars of the future. We've seen Shane O'Brien only won in All-Ireland last March, and he's already made his way onto the Limerick team. And I think, is there... Was there 11 from the 2018 panel that went to Ard school reach? So, you know, these boys are are for the future for Limerick and, and they've transitioned well over the last few years. Um, it's not the only schools game in town over the coming weeks, Matt. You are well adept. I know there's a, a nice share of Limerick schools in, in finals or, or semi-finals over the, the well, coming yeah, week and it's, so. it's it's Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a good year so far. You know, you have Ard school in the semi-final of the half day. Um, in this in the C semi-final, you have the meeting of Hazelwood College from Colohar and Solution College Palace Kenry. Now Solution College Palace Kenry only won their quarter final this week when they defeated SMI Newcastle West in a high scoring game in, in McNeville Park. And they they include um, uh, among others David Fitzgerald um, at centre back who made made a huge impact, you will recall, Jack um in his debut season with um, with um, Kildare Palace Henry last year, yeah. Um, but um, that semi final, Jack, is it is it isn't it isn't um, uh, there's no definite fixture for it. There's potential that it could be on tomorrow. Um, it was originally fixed for Saturday. That's unlikely to happen. Um, so that one is up in the air. But um, and of course in 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 division um. Uh, in uh, we're saying seen hurling D, uh, and the Throkra, um, Rakeel have already won that one. So, like, um, the, the Limerick have potential to win, Limerick schools have potential to win three of the four, um, um, Munster Colleges senior hurling, um, championships. But, um, I didn't mention the B there now. Uh, Limerick have more than a passing interest in, in, in the B, um, because in in the B semi final next Saturday in Bantier at one o'clock, um, Charleville CBS will be taking on um, Hamilton High School of of Bandon. Now the the the, the, the Charleville panel jack includes nine players from Limerick, four four from Glenabell and Gary, two each from Brewery and Effin, and one from Castletown Ballygrand. And not only that. But one of the three mentors or one of the three coaches to the team is our own James James Reardon from from Temple Lantern. So <coughs> there's considerable Limerick interest in the beat the now <clears throat> in the B championship. But in the other side, in the other semi-final of the B, we have Castle Troy taking on Clanmel High School. So that that that, that that's potential of another Limerick team coming through, which I'm. Um, I'm sure they would include a number of players from Monolean. Yeah. And particularly a number of players from the Monolean team that reached the, the county under 19, premier under 19 final against Brock um, last August. 
Yeah, so Moline, um, just try colleges. Limerick, Limerick could be in line for a clean sweep. Yeah, and as I said, with Arts Gilreach providing a lot of players, the Limerick team, Castro College, have also done that with the, the two Morrisies, uh, Garod Hegarty, Larkin Lyons, Andrew Latouche, all went there. So, um, you know, the, these schools are providing the players for the future. You know, you, you kind of first see them at school level and then you'd see them at 20s teams and then hopefully see them with the Limerick seniors. So the best look to all the Limerick sides. But Jack, um, but Jack this, this whole situation that we find ourselves in with the schools now, Represents an absolute transformation. Yeah, you know that <coughs> there are so many schools in Limerick now competing at the highest level. It all augurs well for the good health of Limerick hurling, um, and involved in the not only involved in the competitions, but involved in the competitions at at, at the closing stages. Like you, you, you had other schools who were involved as well. Like you had them, um, you had Dune, you had you had Kilmallock. Like you would kill Finnan, all all taking part. John the Baptist in hospital, they all taking part at senior level. Absolutely fantastic, Jack. You know, and fantastic for the future of Limerick Hurley. Yeah, it, it's brilliant for for the future, and long may it continue because the current crop won't be there forever. But there is green shoots all over the county. Wherever you look, there, there's hurling popping up everywhere. Um, I don't think we we've anything else on the agenda for today, Matt. Um, you you will pop in there if we do, but we have got through a lot. Um, obviously it was a great weekend for for Monlean just to to win that All Ireland. We went through that in depth. We uh, look forward to McGrath Cup final this Friday night. Um, on Sunday the Limerick Hurlers are in action. They'll round out their Munster Hurling League campaign. We have uh, the ladies footballers um, in action on Sunday as they start their league. We have Fitzgibbon and Sigerson and, and schools games, are plenty to look forward to and reflect on. So um, if you're happy to leave it there, we'll leave it there. Um, as they used to say on RT, a huge shout out to you as always, Matt, providing huge information and insight. And to those listening and staying in touch and giving support, it's hugely welcome. Um, wherever you're listening or watching this platform, make sure you like and subscribe and, and share and do all those good things to help promote this little community we have here. But, um, a huge thank you, as always, Matt, to you and to the people Jack. that, Thanks that we're much. watching. Um, we'll be in touch next week, hopefully reflecting on a, a McGrath Cup final for win for Limerick and a, and a win for the Limerick ladies to kick off the league. But for now, it's a good look and thank you. The impression the game we get all with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me find out there from the war court today. No more about him. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. No sympathy in this game for any